Welcome back to the West Wolf Podcast. I am your host, J.D. Jackson. Guys, I took a day to really think about and rewatch game one, Lakers versus Warriors. I just want to make sure I had a good perspective and I was calm when I did this podcast. So guys, we're going to get into Russell Westbrook's struggle. We're going to get into rotations. We're going to get into the starting lineup, things like that right here on the West Wolf Podcast. I'm your host, J.D. Jackson. As always, you can find me on Twitter, Russell Westbrook gets a chip at Always and Forever Art, and on YouTube at J-Rock Soccer and Basketball Sessions. Let's get it. All right, guys, so first off, look, we'll talk about Russell Westbrook. Yeah, he struggled in his Lakers debut. Look, I know a lot of people are saying a lot about his attitude in the post-game interview. I'll start there. Guys, he's back home in L.A. It's his first time playing in a Laker uniform. It's a home game. Uh, his family's there. You know he wanted this night to be special. Um, he struggled. So um, he answered the questions. You know, he wasn't rude to anyone. He didn't cuss anyone out or anything like that. Um, you could just tell he was just down. And he, he's, he's hard on himself the most. Um, I wasn't really surprised or taken by that. I just think that he wants to be better, um, and that's a good thing. You know he wanted this night to be special, so you know he was disappointed, and I see absolutely no problem with that uh, as far as this uh, post-game interview. I know there were short answers, but he answered the questions. He did his job, and he went home. Um, guys, these athletes are not in the best mood right after they you know, they lose a game or a game that's important to them, things like that. So uh, I'm, I'm not too worried about that. But Russell Westbrook, let's talk about it. He did struggle. Uh, it was 4 of 13 from the field. Uh, 0 of 4 from 3. He had 4 rebounds. Or I'm sorry, 5 rebounds, 4 assists, um, 4 turnovers. Look, he struggled, guys. Look, he did things on defense. Um, he had some deflections. He was hounding Curry when he was around him. Um, he did some good things on the basketball court. Um, but he struggled. I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat that. Um, he took 4 threes. Some people have a problem with that. There's, I think there was only 1 3. Uh, I've rewatched this game 3 times. Um trying to put it in perspective and i don't think that he um i think he took one three i didn't like uh i'm not a fan of he doesn't need to shoot at all um then you you end up in a ben simmons situation uh if you're wide open i think he should take two maybe three a game um just if he's wide open um because i think he needs to take them that's just me um but he wasn't well but we're we're going to get into why i think he wasn't quite as efficient as he as he should be um, as a third option on the Los Angeles Lakers. And one of those reasons is, is guys, the first regular season game, they have nine new players, rotation players, three returning. This this team, it's it's brand new. It's brand new. Um, so it's going to take time, especially with a ball-dominant uh, guard like Russell Westbrook. Guys, his usage percentage for his career is somewhere in the mid-30s. Guys, his usage percentage in the game versus the loss or versus the Golden State Warriors was 19%. 19%. He's got to figure it out. He's trying to sacrifice, trying to find his moments. It was game one. It's going to take time. Um, and I just think everyone needs to kind of relax. Did he play? Did he shoot well? No, absolutely not. Um, but I also could tell that. He seemed unsure uh, and timid at times because he's got to figure this out. I, I just don't, I guess I'm a little bit confused about what everyone expected to see um, from Russell Westbrook in game one for Los Angeles Lakers with another ball dominant player in LeBron James. Um, this is going to take time. I don't know if everyone recalls 
um, although he was injured at the beginning of the season, his season in Houston alongside another ball-dominant guard in James Harden, it took him until about mid-December to kind of find his rhythm. Now, part of it was that he got healthy, but part of it was they had him taking a bunch of corner threes uh, at first because that's the way Houston played basketball. You know, they just launched a lot of threes. Uh, the reports were uh, from the insiders in Houston was uh, he went to Mike D'Antoni and said, hey, this isn't my game. This isn't what I do. I don't just sit out the three-point line. I got to play my game. And uh, he started to go to the basket. They, he started to shoot his middies. They start uh, setting him up in the uh, at the free throw line, uh, the free throw corner, things like that. He was attacking from there. He was cutting off the ball. Um, that's what they did in Houston when he was successful. The next thing you know it, you know, Russell Westbrook's in the MVP conversation. Uh, he's putting up 30, 10, and 10, things like that. And um, I think it was 38 and 7, something like that. But it just outrageous numbers. Um, that's what. And that was with Capella on the floor. He was playing well with Capella on the floor for like a month before they traded Capella. Now, did he reach another level when they traded Capella and went five out before he got injured in the bubble? Yes. I mean, I I would say that's fair. Um, I thought he was great throughout. I didn't think it really mattered. But if you want to say that, okay, that's fine. Uh, But I don't want to hear this. Well, they have to trade Capella to unlock him. No, he was playing very well, very good for an entire month before they traded Clint Capella in Houston. And so um, it's going to take time, guys. It's, Rome wasn't built in a day. Uh, you would think that some of you think that the way that you're acting about this game, um, it wasn't built in a day. Westbrook fans will tell you, no, nah, he didn't shoot great, but I'm not worried. Takes time. Um, at least for all accounts, he's healthy this year. So you don't have to worry about that. He was injured. His, at the start of the Rocket season, he was injured. Start of the Houston or Washington Wizards season, there's no injury he has to recover from that we know of. So it's just going to take time for him to mesh. He's got another ball dominant player in LeBron James. It took him a while to figure it out with James Harden. Um, that's just how I feel about that. Now let's move on to. So I think that's part. It's just he's got to get acclimated. He's got to find his spots. He's got to pick his spots. And the Lakers have to figure out how to use him as well. Like, I'm not going to sugarcoat that either. Um, having him sit in the corner, Houston tried that at first. It didn't work. Um, it is what it is. So you can blame that he's not Buddy Hill. You can do anything you want. The point, man, the matter is he's in L.A., not Buddy Hill, and sitting him in the corner is not going to work. It's not. It's just not. Um, so uh, I'm not going to go back to the, oh, if we had Buddy Hill, um, I don't care. He's not here. That's how I feel about that. Um, now, they started a traditional center, which I get – um, they saw DJ. You guys know I'm not a fan of DJ at all. Not, I'm not saying the fan of the player. I'm not a fan of him in the starting line of playing alongside Russell Westbrook. Because you're largely playing Russell Westbrook, who we know is not a three-point shooter. LeBron James, who is not known as a three-point shooter, although he was on fire versus the Warriors. My goodness. Um, Anthony Davis, who's not really a three-point shooter. Baysmore, he was two of eight last night. Now, part of the reason is rotations. You don't have your regular rotations. I get that. Ellington, Ariza, all those guys can you know shoot it, especially Ellington. He can definitely stroke it. Um, but starting DeAndre Jordan with a bunch of non-shooters and Russell Westbrook, look, DeAndre Jordan, I think he played 13 or 14 minutes at center. The problem is he played those 13, 14 minutes at center with Russell Westbrook on the floor. And so that's the thing is that context is important. I keep saying, well, DeAndre technically only played 13, 14 minutes 
at center, yes, with Russell Westbrook on the floor. And then Dwight Howard added another 13, I believe, with Russell Westbrook. Anthony Davis should play the majority of his minutes at the five when Russ is on the floor. If you want to play a traditional center when Russell Westbrook isn't, that's fine. But I just feel like the majority of the minutes with Russell Westbrook on the floor should be played with Anthony Davis at the five and not a traditional center. Russell Westbrook can play with a traditional center, but you have a bunch of non-shooters around Russell Westbrook with a traditional center. And my goodness, I'm tired of seeing that for Russell Westbrook. I just, I just, I'm sick of it. I, I just, we've had enough of that <laughs> in Russell Westbrook's career. Um, and then at one point, guys, they played Rondo with Russell Westbrook and DJ. Why? For what? Why would you ever do that? That's two really non-three-point shooting guards with a non-stretch big. And then I think Bazemore was out there too. I just, I don't know. Like, I that's why I keep saying part of the problem is they don't have their regular rotation players. Ariza, uh, THT, Monk, um, they just don't have those players. It, I just, it just makes it hard. Ellington. Those players are going to play minutes. So part of the reason why I'm like, ah, I'm kind of giving the Lakers and Vogel a pass a, a little bit because his rotation is all messed up with all these injuries to the younger players, mind you, not the older ones. LeBron and Russell Westbrook seem fine. Uh, and the uh, the rotation players are just – young rotation players are just falling – just nicks and knacks. They'll be fine. Um, but I think that's part of the problem. Um. DJ, Russell Westbrook, and Rondo should never be on the floor at the same time. That just sounds egregious. It's just a terrible idea, period. Um, but that's that's where we're at. And because of rotations, now I think Vogel could could kind of iron that out a little bit more than what he did. Um, but he doesn't have what he thought he was going to work with. Um, the defense... I believe, well, by the way, I, I don't want to not say this. LeBron James was absolutely amazing. Guys, I don't give a dang what anyone says. For the last two years, everyone has been trying to say, look at me. Everyone has been trying to say, this player is the best player, this player is the best player, this player is the best player. Because I get it. They're on winning teams, and they're playing well on winning teams with great rotation players. Like, I get all that. Those players are great, um, and they are on good teams as well that are meshing, things like that. Like, Giannis, I mean, that team is a well-oiled machine. DeMarc Bell is a well-oiled machine. They got some great talent. They got a great bench. They've got a great player in Giannis. He is a top three, four player in the NBA. I get all that. But guys, as far as playing the ball, the the game of basketball and having the IQ of just a basketball genius, LeBron James is still the best player in the world in year 19. I've been saying that for two years. So I don't want to hear anyone say, you're sitting after one game for two years. Not injured, a healthy LeBron James, I've been saying it, is still the best player in the world. He's still the best player in the world. That's just my opinion. I, look, I get it. Some people put him two, three behind Giannis and KD. That Look, but for me, taking into account all aspects of the game, including the mental part of it, LeBron James is still the best player in the NBA. He's the best player in the world still. Now we'll move on to the defense. Look, some people thought the defense was good. I am not that person. Um, 
I thought that the Warriors missed quite a few wide open threes. Um, that's my opinion. I, I, I thought the Lakers were lucky in the first three quarters because the, the, the Lakers were up for three quarters and there were plenty of wide open threes that the Warriors just missed. Um, now they went on their run in the fourth and they started hitting and the Lakers couldn't stop the bleeding. Um, so I don't, I, I didn't think the defense was, was great. However, you don't have a THT who they say they want to be a lockdown defender. Um, you don't have those people. Uh, so, you know, that made it tough. Now I get granted. I get it. You're so worried about Steph Curry. He's the one person you don't want to shoot. So it ends up in the hands of someone else. Like I, I get that, but they were standing wide open. If you really rewatch it, there were plenty of open threes that just didn't go in. So I was not a fan uh, as of the defense in game one versus the Warriors. That's just my opinion. Um, but guys, look, I think they'll bounce back. Um, I think that. Russell Westbrook is going to get better as time passes. Like, I knew that this was – guys, I repeatedly say 20 to 25 games. That this is about 20 to 25 games. Give them time. Give them time. It's just going to take time. Um, Russell Westbrook will get better as time passes. Game by game by game, he will get better. We've seen this over and over again. LeBron James and Anthony Davis combined for, I think, almost – over 60 points, uh, 67 to be exact. Davis had 33. LeBron had 34. Um, Davis had two blocks, a steal, two assists. LeBron had 11 rebounds, five assists, a block, a steal. Those guys are they're doing it. They just need Russell Westbrook to find his footing, and I believe that he will. I think everybody's born is all out of proportion. you got to come off the bench. He's trash, all of those stuff. It'll be all right. He'll be all right. 20 games. And I don't mean like 20 games is when he's going to start getting better. I'm saying at 20 games, we'll be able to look and say, all right, this is coming around. All right, this is this is coming around. This is starting to mesh together how we thought it would look. Progression isn't linear, guys. It's ups and downs, ebbs and flows, like I've been saying. Are we ready? Are we ready? Vogel, please stop playing uh, Rondo and Westbrook on the floor at the same time. That's egregious. Like, that is egregious. I don't know what you need to do, but you need to do something. Else. God, let's talk about this. Why is Rondo running the offense when Russell Westbrook is on the floor in the second year? Guys, every time LeBron James freaking sits his butt on the bench, the offense should be run through Russell Westbrook. The, the, the man didn't let the league in assists four out of the last. I, I just, I don't understand. I just, he's I, he's got three scoring titles. Three of the last four years, he's averaging double-digit assists. And what world do you decide when LeBron James sits? Rondo, you the point guard. Russ, go stand in the corner, shoot some jack-ups and threes uh, when we penetrate. Man, at one point, Russell Westbrook, the man was posting up, guys. <laughs> he was posting up, right? And then... And then the double came, and then he had to pass the ball on the opposite side above the break to Roger and Rondo. What? Why? Oh, it's just so bad.
thank you guys so much for listening to the West Wolf Podcast. I really, really appreciate you. Guys, if you haven't, please, please hit that subscribe button. I'm on all the major podcast platforms. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public, CastBox, and much, much more. I would really, really appreciate it. Guys, remember, this podcast is also on YouTube, J-Rock Soccer and Basketball Sessions, the West Wolf Podcast. But guys, right here is where I'll break things, and I will see you guys after the game versus the Phoenix Suns on Friday. Remember, as always, until next time, peace.